Your news programme every morning with up-to-the-minute news and extensive analysis of issues from Korea and abroad. This morning with Alex Jensen on TBS EFM. So, 8.18, and as I said briefly earlier on, there's very little you can agree with anyone these days without having to put it in writing. So, why do we not hold the Seoul Tokyo Comfort Women Agreement up to the same account? Maybe that was a question that occurred to lawyers for a democratic society because they got in touch with the foreign ministry and wanted to clarify what sort of deal was reached last month. We know as well that uh, victims of sexual slavery have come out and said that they don't accept the deal anyway so maybe it's a good thing it wasn't put in writing but Song Ki Ho from Lawyers for a Democratic Society also affiliated with Surun Law Firm joins us on the line. Good morning. Good morning Alex. Um, can you just tell us a bit about the response you received from the Foreign Ministry when you asked about the deal, the nature of the agreement? Yes, on Tuesday the Minister replied that uh, uh, no written agreement was concluded and a letter or note was exchanged between Korea and Japan. What are the ramifications of that from not just local law but from an international legal perspective? Um, under the international law, generally, uh, the announcement without written form uh, has no binding power. Uh, announcement is not a treaty that has legal force. But, but how unusual is that for a deal of such magnitude to have not been put in writing? Yes, uh, sometimes we see the uh, political announcement without written agreement uh, at the summit meeting of president. But uh, today's issue is a, a legal issue regarding uh, Japan's army sexual enslavement. Further, the announcement of the ministers has the serious expression that the legal issue was settled finally and irreversibly. Uh, it is very unusual to make a, such a legal announcement regarding a grave violation of human rights against women mm. uh, without a written form. Yeah, well, well, these victims, they wanted legal recognition. That was one of their initial objections, and it seems like that objection is is well founded uh, based on what you're saying but but in any case um, the the whole matter remains very much up in the air it seems that at best we can view what was agreed last month as as a pre-agreement a kind of promise and I know that's an argument you've put forward what does that mean exactly though yes um, it means that uh, the uh, press statement of the foreign ministers uh, has no binding force between Korea and Japan. It is only a kind of a political promise in the international law perspective. Yeah, but, but it, at least we can say that there was an apology by Shinzo Abe that was put forward in the public domain and whether it's legally binding or not that you know that at least has to be viewed as something of a breakthrough again i'm interested in our listeners thoughts you can text us pound sharp 1013 for 51 per message that is not to say that this matter is settled but um mr song what are the requirements then for an agreement to be legally binding a, a treaty if you like how, how 
would it have to be concluded to everyone's satisfaction? Yes, the International Treaty Convention defines that treaty means an international agreement concluded between states in written form. Uh, the recent joint statement of the ministers failed to meet this basic requirement of treaty, so uh, the statement is not a treaty. Yeah, um, but you also argued that the joint statement uh, was in violation of international human rights law, that it went even further, wasn't just a case of falling short, but also crossing a line that it shouldn't have. Why is that? Oh, at this case, the press statement of the ministers uh, has no accurate expression about the systematic crime led by the Japanese army. Uh, the statement only remarked uh, uh, quote, on involvement of the Japanese military, unquote. Under international law, the, the, um, the acknowledgement of uh, such mere involvement does not mean the acceptance of the state responsibility for the sexual enslavement. Further, uh, there is a serious expression that the army comfort woman issue was settled finally and uh, irreversibly. Mm. Uh, the statement uh, violate UN resolution and uh, international human rights law. Yeah, can you tell us a bit more about the UN's resolution on that then? That's very interesting uh, because that was one of the areas that drew so much controversy. This idea that Shinzo Abe particularly seemed to be pushing, but which Seoul agreed with, that, um, that this would be the end of the matter. Uh, you know, are they really in a position to say that? There is a UN resolution by the General Assembly on 2005 for the victims of gross violation of international human rights law. The resolution requires the UN member state to investigate violation effectively, promptly, thoroughly, and impartially, and to take action against those alleged responsible. And it also makes it obligation of the UN member state to provide the victims with equal and effective access to justice and to provide effective remedies to victims, including reparation. However, a recent press statement of the ministers, as I said before, failed to express the Japanese violation accurately. Also, the statement violates obligation of the investigation of the crime uh, without uh, accurate investigation and acknowledgement, uh, Korean and the Japanese government cannot declare the issue uh, of the grave violation of human rights against women was settled finally and mm. irreversibly. Well, well, we know that uh, at least some of the surviving comfort women have declared this matter null and void, or at least this agreement, uh, the, the whole protest mm -hmm. continues. But is that also possible from the other perspective? Uh, are there any legal consequences, for example, to just backing away? Remember, Shinzo Abe, the Japanese prime minister, said it would be the end of Seoul and the international community if they were to do so. Uh, sure. Uh, without the consent of the victims, uh, the UN member states, including Korea and Japan, cannot limit the victims' rights. But, as, but going forward, um, this isn't going to be simply about, I presume, the issue of sexual slavery. There are a whole range of other matters that are tied in with the 
colonial-era thorns in diplomatic relations. The dispute over the Dokdo Islets uh, is another highly symbolic matter. And even if uh, the Comfort Women Agreement had been legally binding and pleasing to all parties, you know, that still wouldn't have resolved the Dokdo Islets issue, would it? Uh, how, how might that affect future relations? Oh, first, regarding the Dr. Island issue, uh, the Army Comfort Woman issue is the core of the uh, issues of Japanese colonial area problem. However, uh, the statement freed the Japan finally and irreversibly. Uh, this means that Japan will be able to address the separated doctor issue at more free condition. I think it empowers Japan at uh, at the uh, dispute. And regarding the relations of uh, two countries, I think that uh, it is not true reconciliation between people of the countries. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, this kind of statement will uh, worsen the true relation between two countries. Uh, have you got any plans to do with this information that you got from the foreign ministry, have you asked for any other information? Yes, I applied. Uh, I and uh, our law lawyer society applied uh, um, uh, the disclosure of more documents, uh, the document of, uh, by which Korea and Japan arranged the detailed wording of the statement. Uh, if uh, such a uh, document uh, will be disclosed. Uh, it helps to know how the unjustified deal was made uh, in secret and uh, such a suddenly. Mr. Song, thank you very much. We wish you luck with your efforts. I'm sure you've got a fair few supporters. Alex, thank you very much. Song Ho there from Lawyers for a Democratic Society as well as Suryun Law Firm. And as ever... We are open to your thoughts, questions, opinions on all of our topics this morning. EFM this morning at gmail.com is our email address. And in the next half hour, we're going to get to this week's quotes. Uh, always an opportunity to uh, reflect in an irreverent fashion with Jacko Zvetslut. And, you know, thought-provoking as well. Looking forward to seeing what he's got for us this week. <laughs>